Hi friends, welcome to the Wabi Sabi podcast. This is episode number 133. So sorry, last week was the Today Show, something I had uh, been waiting for for almost two years. If you guys haven't noticed, I haven't been on in a while. So um, when an artist goes through a little bit of a lull or a hard time or work really isn't coming their way, it feels so nice to be on live TV again where I thrive. Um, And so after we wrap set, I have to go through flowers and props and moving and schlepping resting because you get up close to like 4 30 in the morning um for shoot day for hair and makeup and props and dress and wardrobe and assistance and schedules and um, I thought it was just important to get the rest that I preached to all of you about doing and going to bed early that night and then I actually had to move on the Friday following so it's been a crazy amount of work, but I wanted to take time to speak to you all today about what has been making me tick and move and thrive over the last few years. And I really had a deep think about it too over the week's break in order to get you a better podcast today. And what I came to find was that I think my decision making is actually what has brought me more success than failures I'm not measuring this as far as like money, monetary compensation, bills, like like as in dollar bills, etc. I'm looking at more as like the types of people I attract into my life and the types of opportunities that come my way and the trajectory of my career and where it's gone. As a self-made businesswoman, there's no nepotism in my family. I'm not attached to anybody with wealth. Um, I've had to start scrappy and be on my own, and I actually moved um, to Greenpoint to downsize once again. So this is actually going to be the second time I've downsized um, in the last three years, and sometimes I do this so that I can save. Today, we're going to go through three different types of decision making, so if you want to take notes, grab a pen and paper, your journal mental notes, um, iPhone app notes. This is a good podcast for you to do a quick review on your own life and to sort of assess out how are you doing in these three areas. And that would be romance, business as in success, and also your home life. And I'm going to start with the most boring of the three, which would be home life. Obviously, um, romance is juicy and sensual and money is amazing and business is fabulous so we can talk about that all day (laughs) but home essentially is tied to both things all three um, coexist together in one's life so it's typical that you'll have one thing going for you maybe two out of the three but rarely will you be thriving in all three areas so give yourself a pat on the back and give yourself credit for getting this far so far in your life So let's talk about real estate for a second. I was one of the many that made offers on multiple homes uh, between 2020 to 2023. I had saved a tremendous amount over the last few years. More importantly, I had gotten myself out of a tremendous amount of debt. And my debt was spent on things like shooting videos, creating shows and content, creating documentaries, writing books, And spending an excessive amount on travel. So without those things during the pandemic, 
And with seeing how much debt I was incurring and with no work coming in during the pandemic, like most people, all of us were struggling and we were fucked. So the thing that I thought of was, I've got to get myself out of an expensive apartment or an expensive mortgage. Whatever you're doing right now, if you're overpaying in rent, I highly recommend for you to start making better decisions on where you live. If it means downsizing, then you just do so. It's not that hard once you adjust your life. Like right now, I'm getting rid of things I no longer need or use. I'm selling them off. I made sure to find an apartment that made me happy. I no longer wanted to be part of the crowds, the Trustafarians, and the massive amount of douchebags that have moved into Williamsburg. I moved to Williamsburg in 2013. I had one roommate. I had a walk-up. I think we might have had an elevator in our building. I cannot remember Um, But it was a building next to the projects. I had a bike. I rode to teach cooking classes at the Brooklyn Kitchen. Um, I wrote for magazines. I made barely anything. And some months I could barely make rent. And one month I couldn't make rent. And I asked my roommate to forward me the remainder. And then I would pay her as soon as a check came in. And I did. But that's That was the life that I once had when I first moved to Williamsburg. And with this decision making that I made over the past few years was 10 years after I lived in Williamsburg, come 2023, I moved back because Brooklyn is just a magical place. Let's be real. It's where all creativity comes to life, whether you're an artist, a writer, an actress, a musician. So many of us come to Brooklyn because there is some sort of magic in the air here. There's a sign on the bridge when you're entering from Queens to Brooklyn that says like no other place in the world. And I'm not fucking around. It really says that. (laughs) Whether you want to believe that very original statement or not. um, I, something keeps drawing me back, but I had to get away from people that I didn't feel connected to in any sort of way. In fact, if you're successful and self-made, and you're creative and you started your own business on your own like over 15 years ago, much like myself, I'm rest assured going to be attracted to you because there's something about following others that have lived out their dreams. And so in order to get away from the Trustafarian types that live on the waterfront, that party all night, that their parents are paying their rent, I just don't have anything I don't have any connection to those people. So I wanted to come to Greenpoint. It's Polish. It's Japanese. I ate Polish cheesecake all weekend and loved it. It was like crack. Please check out the old Polish bakery out here. Um, And there are a few other places. I think um, I'll have to look up the other name of the cafes. Um, And then I think there's a place... Karzma that is really good for like latkes, pierogies, gulwompki, um, borscht. Like the Poles make such delicious food. It's very similar to Ukrainian food, um, Russian food, German food. Oh yeah, and let's not forget the Polish sausage. Here we go, kielbasa. Oh my lord, um, it's juicy. It's just so good. But to be around Polish people is very. Um, cathartic for me. 
So the decision-making process was fairly easy, I would say, because it was like I did my hardest work on finding a better place that had a better lease and better terms and better pricing. I made sure to save up for the deposit. I was very organized with my finances. So let's think about it this way. If you can cut down your rent by $3,000 or $1,000 or $500, anything will help because you'll be incurring more in your savings account. And right now you can enter, you know, you can put all of your bills in a high yield savings account and you can make like 0.5%. Sure, you'll be taxed on that at the end of the year, but it's better to put your money in a high yield savings account or in bonds so that you can save. So while buying a house seems great and while having a mortgage seems awesome, here are the reasons why I actually decided against buying a home or an apartment. And yes, there was an apartment in Greenpoint, maybe a few that I actually considered purchasing. One was over by McCarran Park. One was over by the water in Greenpoint. And one was actually a full three-story build. But if you decide to purchase a place that has tenants in it already, this is a huge red flag to anybody doing so. It is a tremendous amount of extra work. It would be considered like almost having another full-time job, maintaining the apartment, following the laws in the state in which you decide to purchase, etc. It's super gnarly. So I decided to stay away from real estate and not buy because number one, having a mortgage feels like being a slave. It virtually translates to death certificate as we've spoken about in this pod. I have no interest and being tied to one place or another right now. I still consider myself to be very young at heart. I want to be open and free. I will be traveling for work again very soon. Thank God. Thank you, Jesus and Lord and Buddha and all the saints and Cece and whoever's watching over me. I think my dark cloud of not having any work is over. Lord help me. If you guys have been there, I'm thinking about you. If you are there right now, I am thinking about you. It is, there will be a time where it will come for all of us and this too shall pass. It will be a moment that you can virtually watch like a cloud in the sky moving and passing. Um, I also thought if I'm not spending a lot of time at my house and I'm traveling a lot, I don't want to be dropping like four or five, six grand on a mortgage. I don't want to let go of cash on hand. You have to typically put a large down payment, like 20% on a house. If that house is like five hundred, six hundred, seven thousand, seven hundred thousand dollars $700,000, that's a large chunk of change that you're going to have to put down. I would rather, like I said, put the money in a high yield savings account, put it in bonds and save. Another reason, I just don't see the point of locking yourself down in a place when you might want to move to another city or another part of town in like two years. So moving into a new home and buying a new home um, is a large commitment and it is a huge financial commitment and I don't recommend it to a lot of people. I'm also a woman who started my own business. I have the paperwork to prove it in 2004. I have always been a futurist and I hope you will be too if you aren't already. Go you. I'm rooting for you. Look, I started my business very young on a fucking whim when nobody was doing this shit. I have no idea why I even did or how I figured it out, but I did. 
And so here's the thing is times were very different when those good old boomers were out buying real estate, when they were buying foreclosures, when they could purchase with debt. Like it's just the weirdest thing to listen to all these like big old white real estate people telling us what to do. And then now we have this new wave of insane TikTok people trying to give out financial and real estate advice when you guys don't know shit. So let's think about it this way. Follow what works for you, your skincare routine, your fucking diet, and your real estate purchases will not be the same as anyone else's. So while you can take advice from others, yield with caution, veer your sales into the direction for you. My decision-making process has been, number one, I don't make stupid decisions with my money like I used to. Number two, I think things through. I know the value of a home or an apartment or a condo will raise over time in New York. Am I ready for that commitment? No, I'm not. So therefore, my answer in sitting in front of a bunch of sleazy real estate agents is, can't do it right now. Would love to, but I'm not married to a rich man and I'm not a trustafarian. And number three, I know you guys feel me. Number three is just like, it doesn't make sense for the times. Interest rates are at an all-time high. It would be stupid as fuck to pull out a mortgage right now. You would be paying out the ass, making these lovely companies that give out loans rich. And I don't want to go through something I once went through in culinary school. Yes, in culinary school, we had over 20% APR tacked onto our student loans thanks to Fannie Mae or whoever it was that was ripping culinary students off at a Le Cordon Bleu program in 2004 and 2005. I will never put myself in that kind of debt ever again. You have to read between the lines. You have to make sure you're not signing an interest-only mortgage. You have to be smart. As much as people want to talk about owning real estate, not going to tell you about all the pitfalls, the regrets, the grief and the fucking stress that is put on people because they want to show off this American dream that is not the same for any two people. I am not an expert. I just know from personal experience, stay in your apartment or condo, pay your rent or your lease, look at the paperwork, save. If you can get out of your lease and downsize, do so. There ain't nothing wrong with living within your means, your decision-making process for money-making, for saving, and for having a really comfortable home should fall under the category of, is it comfortable? Is it safe? Can I make it work? Can I have a cat or dog here? And if I want to bang a neighbor or, you know, have fun with my hot, like, guy down the hall, can I do that? Yeah, you can. Or maybe it's just you want to shack up with a partner that you're already with and enjoy your life together. Just think about being smart when it comes to real estate decisions. If you read a book that was written in like 1992, take note because the market is different. That's like me taking advice on like relationships from, you know, 1920. Things are different, man. Vastly different. So that's sort of where my expertise comes in. It's just experience, 
being blunt, being a journalist and writer here in the city and and having never following the rules and telling everybody to fuck off on my way to wherever I was going because I never knew where I was going. I just followed the path of the most resistance. <laughs> Number two, we're going to talk about, um, well, let's think about what's boring. Okay, let's talk about success. We'll get to relationships last. Success would mean that your business is thriving and what kind of decisions do I recommend the most for you to make over the next 10 years or so? Number one, save your money for a rainy day. Trust that you will have lulls where no work will come and a gray cloud will hang over your head like Charlie Brown and it will just rain on you for as long as the universe wants you to learn your lessons. Number two, some of the greatest lessons you'll ever learn are the most painful things that will ever happen to you in success, career, and business. You will not understand why you didn't get the job. You won't understand why you didn't get called back. You will not get why the dream job never came. You will not understand why all these other people got the opportunity and you didn't. But you will learn some of the best lessons from the pain because the pain is your greatest teacher. And therefore, you will walk away with so much more wisdom and knowledge and experience in life than others. You can be a bitter bear all you want. You can sit around and be jealous of others. You can hate on others. And the worst would be writing actual comments about others that you hate online. Now, while I warn against doing this because karma is very real, I think it is also very important to be aware of your surroundings and the type of people that you associate yourself with in life. So whether you're a school teacher, a social worker, a writer, a journalist, maybe you own your own small business, maybe you work in sales, maybe you work in the hospitality industry. It doesn't matter which place you are in your life or where you are going. The rules will still apply. Be a good person person. Be kind to others. Surround yourself with those that you admire so much. Surround yourself with those who bring plus value into your life. Be a good person and be honest and trustworthy. And lastly, try to practice what you preach. Because when you are transparent in life and people can see you clearly and I can see all of you clearly, I think that is when things start to shift, but you must believe in yourself. You must be patient. You must give yourself time and grace. You must absolutely do the work and the preparation. And then when it is your turn to put your heels on and your lipstick and get your hair done and have your fabulous Olivia, Allison Olivia dress on and walk back on set at Studio 1A, You will kill it because it will be so natural and innate that it will feel like the two years that you haven't seen live TV on the Today Show went by in a flash and nothing has changed. But your old friends were waiting for you on set. They were just waiting for you to hit the spotlight again. That is true artistry. Don't ever let anybody see you sweat. 
don't tell people that you're doing great if you're not, you know, be honest and real, but also button up a little bit. We live in a world nowadays where business means being overexposed, being a attention seeker, and maybe even having poor morals and values and poor behavior. And I don't stand for that. While I love having fun and partying and being wild and crazy, and once was much more of a party girl than I am now, I don't like bad manners or attention-seeking. And obviously, you guys know this, a lot of us just don't like um, the cheesy parts of social media that have changed our industry overnight. I won't get into that at all today. You can save that for some other pod. But I will tell you that business means having integrity in what you do and having experience and clout behind everything that you put out as a public person. There is a difference between a true and bona fide professional and somebody who just likes posting all over their social media. There's a difference between people that get paid paid for what they do and they're sharing those paid projects in artistry whether it's music or maybe it's a television show or maybe it is directing and producing there's a difference between the people that are doing the work and then those who are maybe just mooching off of their parents and producing videos from their apartment or they come from a Trustafarian fam and they're just living this life where they want to show off but they never knew what struggle was they didn't have the days where they couldn't make rent in East Williamsburg 10 years ago they didn't have the time where Food Network told them sorry you're not gonna get signed on this deal but thanks for your you know two months of hard work They're not going to go through the time where, you know, you get paid nothing to write for every magazine for, you know, 20 years. I don't know. It's hard to say because just like we noted before when it comes to real estate, everyone's story is different. You are so unique to this world and this universe and your story is really important. So you do have to think in business, what makes me unique? Ask yourself that right now. It's not just because I want to take a this sip of this smoothie. Ask yourself right now, what makes you unique? Another thing to think about is what makes you stand out from the rest? And number three, how fucking bad do you want this? I don't mean to sound like a judge on a show, which I've done numerous times, not to tune my own horn, but you guys know I have. What makes you want this so fucking bad that you deserve it and you think you deserve it better than the 250 people behind you just clawing to get into this position that you're in? Tell me that. Because if you don't think that you've put yourself in a position where you are such a commodity in your industry do people know your name do are you worth what you are asking for in your rate card do people know where you're going with your career do people find you charming and resilient and just full of integrity and grace 
Who are you to think that you deserve success? And I will ask myself the same thing as I have. I think taking pause and reflecting on these questions in your life are very important at this moment in time. Sorry, it's like 90 degrees out today and I, here we go. I practice what I preach, guys. I made a blueberry smoothie with a little bit of mango, strawberry, spinach. Um, the industry has just gotten really different and I, I realize that we've catered more and more to organics and I do see the benefits of eating and drinking organic, but I also side with those who cannot afford it because it is so expensive And to solve that problem, I often talk about the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15, um, especially in my book, Clean Green Drinks. So if you check that out. But I'm, I'm talking about smoothies, not because I'm a weirdo, but because I was on the Today Show and they were just gushing over how I needed to come back on after all these years uh, just to talk about my smoothies and clean green drinks. So I will try to share the segment here and there on social and also on my newsletter. And that brings me to the last part of these questions on success in your life and decision making. What can you do to sharpen the tools in your shed? What can you do to make yourself stand out and be better? How can you utilize your intuition and your intelligence? For me, I'm choosing to go back to Japan to restudy the language, to regroup with my friends and all of my colleagues out there, and to start over again. I have not been back since 2019. I have had four years to let go and to relearn. I've also had time to tap into my Polish heritage, which I did need to do. The European side of me wanted to be enriched with culture and for me that is always food it's my love language it's also um, the language itself and the people and making friends with new polish friends my sister recommended for me to do because she said when you make a polish friend you will make a friend for life and so i often talk to my dad or my sister and my immediate family about more on Poland and and planning on going there soon. So for me, there's a lot of experiential things that I would like to do to redevelop and sharpen my tools. Um, What are you doing for personal enrichment? Are you reading books? Are you traveling? Are you able to give yourself some mental space and take a little bit of a break? And maybe... It's as simple as taking a little bit of time to talk to your ancestors about your own heritage. When you're out there doing these things that you love and you're constantly learning and enriching, I mean, you could virtually even just pick up a book on Sufism, a book on poetry by Rumi, and your mind will be blown. It is weird how things come across your path, too, because... A book on Sufism and a book on Rumi's poetry came past me just a few days before my move and I decided I'm going to pick these up. There's free libraries around town. They're 
is always the public library where you can check out books. I spent time there a few days ago at the public library in New York and I sort of nerded out. Um, I have fond memories as a child because my mother took me to the Carlsbad City Library and we did story time. And it's how my brain learned as a little kid with fascination and awe pictures and stories and storytelling and my superpower is not food or cooking or people it's not even using the c word so eloquently in the wabi-sabi podcast it's actually just storytelling so when you find your superpower run with it and say to yourself this is mine and it's mine to keep and mine to also share with the world You may not be ready to share your superpower yet. You may not be ready to make important decisions yet. You may not even know what the important decisions are that you want to make yet. But you will be ready when the time comes. So number one, trust that you are exactly where you need to be right now. Take a deep breath in and take a deep breath out. So lastly, with that part about decision-making in business, success and money and finance, I think we all know that you hold the keys to your future. And when the important decisions come, like do I quit my job? Do I take the new gig? Do I take this offer? Do I negotiate that? Do I ask for my rate? Do I go out and get the right CPA? Am I going to dump my lawyer? Am I going to move on? Am I going to change who represents me, who I work with, who my assistant is? Am I going to move to the other side of the country? Am I going to go live in Europe or Japan or Australia or New Zealand or Morocco? Or maybe you want to move to the Philippines or... Oh, God, you can move to Qatar, you know, anywhere in the world are these decisions that will enhance your life and your career. And I will always encourage you, always, when it comes to taking risks and moving off of your own futuristic mindset, as we spoke of earlier, do it. Do it, do it, do it. You will only regret the things that you did not do in the early stages of your life. That is a sure thing. Lastly, we're going to move on to relationships. And then I have a question that was asked by a longtime listener. Okay, relationships are really tricky. They are not easy. And if anybody ever tells you otherwise, as my father says, they're full of shit. Relationships will be difficult to navigate. It is almost always like a storm or a ship that is traveling through the ocean. Many times it will be smooth, many times it will be rough, and you have to decipher when you feel that you need therapy or you need to take a walk or you need to say, I need 45 minutes to reassess my mind. You also can celebrate the joys in relationships. I love this person so much. I am better with them. My life is better with them than it is without them. 
I feel healthy and strong and loved and supported by this individual. I feel free with this individual. That is a really key, important note, especially for girls like me. I'm a Taurus. I'm like, don't you fucking dare tell me what to do with my life. And I have a partner who is really okay with me saying that. (laughs) And he totally gets it. And it's really beautiful because we can spend time together. We can spend time apart. We love our families. and We love each other's families. It's been a very healthy relationship compared to relationships I've had in the past. Could it be because I made better decisions? Sure. It could also just be that we grow and we mature. And as we age, we make better decisions. Let's hope. Um, Some people may not. But I think that we have to take risks in dating. I think it is a very hard time to date. I think people find themselves trapped in relationships very young and maybe even as they age. But my greatest wish for all of you as my hand is on my heart is to find a partner that makes you feel free, loved, supported, and like you're a better person because you're with them. They should enhance your life. They shouldn't make you feel like they're dangling carrots in front of your face and you're just a little baby bunny rabbit following them along. It should be pretty equal. It will never be perfect. It's not going to be 50-50 all the time. You're going to have to help support and lift other people up. You're going to ask for things to make it fair, to make it worthwhile, and to make you and the other feel like you're both giving a positive contribution to something that will only flourish with time. I only know from experience, guys, I'm not a relationship expert by any means, but I know what feels good and what didn't. And of course, when you're dating somebody hot as fuck and you're hanging out on the weekends and you're downing like more tequila than you could ever drown in, and you're just having a fabulous time until four, five, six, seven, eight, nine a.m. in the morning. I've done it all every hour. Um, <laughs> it's great, isn't it? And then it just doesn't last. So that is almost like torture because it's not consistent and it's also probably not healthy. And while you're in that phase, if you are, enjoy it. I'm not here to judge. I'm here to be your big sister that just shares along the way. I will say that it's just like doing drugs. The high will not last and eventually you will come down back to this planet called Earth and you will be grounded. Whether it's by pain or humility loneliness or your own sorrows and grief you will come down off of the high and you will come back to reality and eventually you will have to come to your senses and say to yourself what do I want with my big one precious beautiful life and what do I want with it right now in this moment while I'm in my 20s 30s 40s 50s 60s 70s 80s you're all beautiful in my eyes and you all each have beautiful contributions to bring to this world. So please don't forget that. Please don't forget that you deserve so much more than some people are giving to you. You deserve the world on a silver platter, but you must give to also receive. You must remember that it is a balance of give and take. 
You must love and be a good person and be the person that you wanted to be and always wanted to be for another so that you can show up for them when they appear. And you must say to yourself that you are stronger if you need to get out of a relationship that is awful and toxic and just tearing you apart. You are stronger. You could also just be in a relationship that doesn't serve you any longer. You don't feel the spark or the love or the joy that you once did. And I urge you all to do what I do. Take pause. Be slow and still. Don't do anything drastic or crazy. And just give yourself time and grace. Contemplate in nature if you are able. Otherwise, contemplate in solitude. Go for a walk. Call an old friend. Call your mom or dad or sister or brother or an old work colleague, somebody you really trust. And just ask for a better life and what you can do with your own decision making. Decision making is so important in this life that everything is cumulative. It is just like the blueberries and the strawberries and the spinach, fucking chlorophyll, electrolytes, trace minerals, all that bullshit. It's the same fucking thing. You can't be a healthy person if your mind is fucked and you take all these goddamn vitamins. I always wondered why that one guy, come on girls, you all dated him, the hottest fuck guy with the big muscles. Mm. Fabulous in bed was amazing and fun and amazing and I can't I could go on. But he drank way too much and he woke up every morning hungover and worked out. And you were like, what the fuck is up with this guy? That doesn't make sense, right? It's just like the person that does yoga and then you see him light up a fucking cigarette on the street after. Doesn't make sense. I'm not judging, just saying like eventually these things catch up to us. We all have our own set of demons and bad habits and addictions. I will not judge. And I lay out a lot of my bad addictions in spirited on audible originals here we go if you haven't listened to it it'll make you feel better like you're more human and alive it's why i write books but the point is is make better decisions cumulatively for you because i give a fuck about you so say to yourself what can i do to make myself improve with my decision making be bold be confident, have integrity. It is okay to ask for what you deserve. It is okay to be strong. It is okay to walk away from things that no longer serve you. I'm going to end with a quick question from a lovely listener who has been listening to the Wabi Sabi podcast for quite some time. She says, and her name is Victoria A. Hi, Candace. I'm still loving your podcast. Oh, thank you, girl. Juicy. And all that you put out into the world. I have a question that I'd love for you to dive deeper in on one of your pods. Well, here I am. Um, how do you make decisions when it comes to freelance work and free work? Okay, so how has it changed for you since you started in the industry and how do you decide now? Okay, so she's asking how I make decisions when it comes to freelance work versus free work. 
And, okay, this is very smart, Victoria, work that you have to pay for. And then the second part to the question is, how has it changed since you started in the industry um, to how you decide now? Okay, so here's the answer to a few parts. Freelance work, my gut will almost always tell me yes. Like, right now in my queue, I have... Um, a nutritional supplement that I actually take. I have a beauty brand that I actually use. And I have um, a Japanese journalistic trip. And that's part of my culture and heritage. So all those things are yes. And luckily, while they are a shitload of work on the freelance side through my small business, they're paid. But remember, like I've told you guys before, I had a horrible lull where there wasn't any work this year. So that's why I moved. I shook things up. I made better decisions. I got rid of like things that really weren't working for me in my life. But the decision was made because these companies I work with already or use already, I would recommend them to my best friends And I would be proud to put my name and face and likeness beside these brands. So that's usually how I say, okay. And then they pay my production company, which I run almost single-handedly. What most people don't know is when I go on the Today Show, I do go out of pocket because I've got to get my own hair and makeup done, my own wardrobe to look fabulous. I'm the only person that I know personally that for 14 years... I've been bringing my own props on the show and my own flowers and things like that. But it's only because they know me and they know that I have a certain standard and integrity. And I'm okay with paying for those things in order to make the smoothie, the juice, and the cocktail and mocktail look perfect. I mean, I have my mother's genes of perfection and artistry, and I have my father's precision and integrity in engineering and nuclear auditing. So you know, that's like a mind fuck right there. But if it is a great opportunity, like I always tell people that my email is never closed and my shop is never closed and I'm never on vacation because Vogue or Esquire or, you know, Marie Claire or Today or Food Network or, you know, NHK, like any of these companies could email me at any time. And I will expect them to because I lead a great life and I want that life for you as well. So what you will have to do is once again, this is a great question, Victoria, is do precision making decision making. Here we go. Precision making decision making. Statistical analyses. If you're torn about the paid work or the free work, pros and cons on everything will be great. So write it out on one side piece of paper, draw a line at the top, put pros, put cons, draw a line down the center. On the left side, put the pros. On the right side, put the cons. You will know what is right for you. I always tell you guys, I bled out completely for the NHK documentary. Do I regret it? No, I don't. And it was a lot of money and a lot of pain. And there was somebody I worked with that was very difficult during the process. And you know what? It was still worth it. And I almost said no to it. Like, I almost just folded my cards on it after paying for it 30 times. And I think that is the artist's way. If you are confused about more of these processes, there is a book called The Artist's Way. 
Um, and it is a really good read. Sorry, my brain is blanking on the author. Forgive me. Julia Cameron, amazing book, The Artist's Way. Um, very good. Okay, last part of your question. And I hope you guys can all start writing me more questions. You can also just write them in my comments on threads. It's a little easier for me to see comments on there. She says, lastly, um, how has it changed in freelance and decision making since you started in your industry? And then how do you decide, decide now? Okay, so when I was younger, this is a great question. Like I was poor, I was 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28. And by the time I was 28, I was in New York. I said yes to almost everything when I was young. So keep in mind, if you don't have a name for yourself, you need that press and exposure and you need that name recognition. You need your brand to be recognized you need your clay to start molding. I mean, you don't even have the clay yet. So when you're really young, you need to say yes, but make sure it's legitimate. I wrote for Health Magazine. I wrote for Prevention. I wrote for Women's Health. I wrote for Shape. I wrote for Cosmo. The, the jobs just kept coming. And it was because they knew that I was good at my fucking job. And that some of them knew too, like well and good, that I would write for free. And I wrote for Well and Good for free. And I wrote for, I'm trying to think of the others. Um, Health paid me. Cosmo paid me. Girlboss paid me. Um, I wrote, I mean, every time I go on any morning show, it's out of pocket and not paid. And anytime I go on like a daytime show, for the most part, some of them are um, IOTSE or SAG-AFTRA, but very few. So... I used to be told by all my older publicists at different book publications like Random House, Penguin, Hyperion, um, Today Show, or I'm sorry, um, HarperCollins. Like, I want you to go on the Today Show for free. I want you to go on, you know, at the time it was Wendy Williams and Dr. Oz and Nate Berkus. I want you to go on all these. I mean, I even went on Chris Jenner's show, Chris. I went on Queen Latifah's show. I shot cooking videos with Heidi Klum. I mean, I've done it all virtually. And I feel like it was all totally worth it. And Victoria, my decision-making process is still very much the same. Unfortunately, social media threw a fucking wrench in my entire career. So not only do I have to make my way to the top, but I always have chosen to do it with grace and dignity and honor. So I made my way to the top and then I, I got like knocked down like 10 notches just because of social media. So the ladder grew and I had to catch up, which meant that I had to reassess my own brand and I had to only say yes to A-list things that came my way. And as I did so, Vogue called, Elle called, you know, I became an editor at Shape and Menstrual. I started, you know, being able to write um, more regularly and appear more regularly on Today, which I love doing because I come from live TV. I think we must choose to honor the things that come our way that are very lucky, like Selena and Chef cooking with Dan Levy. And in September, I think Shiseido, which I adore, um, is having me host a large event 
event with another fabulous A-lister coming up. And those types of things have only come my way because I am 41. I have paved the way. I have books that align as my own legacy um, instead of social media posts or like OnlyFans or YouTube. I just chose books. You know, they were like my bread and butter and I wanted them to be my bricklaying. I wanted them to pave the way and I wanted them to be my accolades that I leave for the world. So hopefully the books get better and better. Hopefully the jobs will get better and better. I really don't know because everything is like the lottery and it's also random chance. But I also hope that you find your way and you have so much faith in God and the universe, angels, Buddha, whoever is guiding you. It could virtually be your intuition. You will know what to say yes to and what to say no to. And if you regret saying no to something, then maybe you reassess that decision-making process. But for the most part, steadfast integrity and grace will always win the race. I'm not trying to rhyme again, but I'm just like, I want you guys to remember these things. People will not remember you. Well, they might remember you for your OnlyFans, but maybe not for the right things. <laughs> and that would be so easy. I mean, I, I wish I could do that. I just, you know, my mom would kill me. Candy, uh, <laughs> what is OnlyFans? I'm going to ask her if she knows what OnlyFans is, okay, guys? But I hope that answers your question. Um, I'll read the rest of this two-part question for the next podcast. I can't wait to catch up with you guys. And I really thank you for listening to the pod every week. You guys are amazing. Please share this episode with three friends. Decision-making is something that will affect all of us in our lives, and we need to be smart. Invest. Invest in the right people. Invest in the right business endeavors. Invest in yourself. Invest in your bank account. These are things that do matter. And later in life, you will thank me for them. Invest in a great beauty cream. Invest in a smoothie. Invest in a tequila shot, but a good one. You don't want a hangover. And just learn to go with the flow and live life. And don't take anything too serious. Sign up for my newsletter now at CandiceKumai.com. Thank you for ordering goodies at the matcha shop. I see you guys. And I write um, handwritten notes to everybody that orders. Thank you to Kamala recently. And then I think um, I have another lovely Wabi Sabi poster order coming up. I forgot to fulfill, sorry, during the move, but it's on its way. Um, you guys are awesome. Thank you for supporting the podcast at themachashop.com. T-H-E-M-A-T-C-H-A-S-H-O-P-P.com. Follow me on threads. And if you guys can start commenting on Instagram and threads. That is the best form of currency for any artist. Threads, YouTube, Instagram. Okay, have a beautiful day, friends. I love you all, and I will talk to you again on another episode of the Wabi Sabi podcast. Here we go. Ciao for now. I'm the fucking motorcycle from New York, sorry. <laughs> Bye.